Life Audio. You are listening to the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, episode 28. God the Father is patient. I'm your host, Kia Stevens. This podcast is for women who have experienced pain in their father-daughter relationship as a result of divorce, abandonment, abuse, incarceration, addiction, or a physically present but emotionally absent father. The aim of this podcast is to help you to exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. If you are benefiting from this podcast and you think it might help another woman, I encourage you to share it with a friend, rate, comment, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Now, in my life, what has helped me understand God as a heavenly father the most is becoming a parent. For me, having kids helped me view myself as a child from both the natural and spiritual perspective. It also gave me a greater understanding of what it means to parent. For many parents, parenting is a waiting game. When our kids are First conceived, we wait on them to be born. When they are born, we wait on them to walk and talk and pee-pee in the potty. Amen. We wait on them to go to school. We wait on them to read. We wait on them for every single milestone and every single birthday. When they are teens, which is the season of parenting I'm currently in, and I appreciate your prayers, we wait on them to do their chores. We wait on them to have a revelation about the lessons that we are trying to teach them for the upteenth time. Parenting requires a whole lot of waiting. We spend years instilling, investing, paying for stuff, lecturing, sewing, repeating ourselves over and over again in hopes that what we sowed repeated, invested, and instilled will eventually, at some point, please Jesus, show back up in our children as they grow and mature into adults. Now, as I go through each season of my parenting journey, I periodically think God experienced this season of parenting with me. Presently, I am raising one teen and one tween, and I had no idea it would be this hard. This is the season where my words do not hold as much weight 
And I'm basically waiting, praying, and believing that one day my words will rise above all the noise when it matters the most in the lives of my impressionable sons. I believe for every natural experience that we have as parents, there is a spiritual correlation with the type of experience that God has with us. God is parenting us, experiencing our rebellion, our disobedience, and mood swings. God, our heavenly father, is patient. He waits on us a lot, I might add. In our relationship with him, he is the pursuer coming after us when we are often not thinking about him. I can remember several times in my life when I was living what I thought was my best life apart from God. I can remember a time when I was completely rebelling against God in college. I knew better, but I valued the things and the people I was drawn to over God. I deemed them more important and thought they would satisfy my thirst for acceptance and validation and love. As a result, I made some costly decisions that cost me my witness, my integrity, and my purity. But God continued to send me gentle nudges before, during, and after this time. He sent me reminders of his unconditional love for me by way of my friends, by way of my shame and regret that he allowed me to feel, and missionaries from another country that came to ask me, If I knew Jesus, God will never force or argue us to do anything. He will simply wait us out. He patiently waits on us to change, submit, surrender, apologize, and humble ourselves. There was another time in my life when I found myself angry with God. I was an adult attempting to process the absence of my father growing up. I felt like I had gotten the short end of the stick as it related to my father wounds. I felt like God was being unfair to me and all the other women who didn't have fathers in their home. I felt like I should have had the type of father that I wanted. As far as I was concerned, God was not compassionate and loving. He was unfair, cruel, a dictator. He had the power to do something about my situation, and yet he did nothing. In my naivety, I remember saying, and I quote, God has the power to give every little girl a loving father, and yet he does not. Why? I can remember expressing these sentiments to my friends. I can remember saying these things. I can remember having hostility towards God. I can remember the bitterness and the anger. My perspective about God was skewed and flawed, but God did not verbally challenge me. He did not punish me for my disrespect. He did not disown me. He simply waited. He waited on my cold heart to soften. He waited on my perspective to change. He waited on me to make up my mind about him when he had already made up his mind about me. I can remember even another time when there was a big decision God wanted me to make. I did not run physically, but I ran in my mind. I did everything to ignore, dismiss, and deny what I knew was the decision that God wanted me to make. 
I didn't want to do it. But God did not force me to make that particular decision. He simply waited on me to stop running and surrender to his will. For many of us, we run to other things, people, circumstances, all the while God is waiting on us because he is patient. First Corinthians 13 and 4 reminds us that love is patient. This love never ever runs out. There is nothing we can do to escape the unfailing, unconditional, and unexplainable love of God. If we are running from God, his love pursues us. If we are rebelling against God, his love will find us. If we are angry with God, his love will change us. Where in your life is God patiently waiting on you? Are you rebelling against him? running to every substance, person, or thing that you think will satisfy your inner cravings of your soul? Maybe you are angry with God, deeming your lot in life simply unfair. Maybe you, like me, have reason that God is not loving or kind. He is not the God you've heard about or believed him to be. Maybe you have reason that he is not a good heavenly father at all. If you find yourself at a crossroad today, I assure you, God is waiting on you to come to him. And when you do, he will not be there to condemn you or to blame you. Sis, he is waiting to heap his lavish love on you, just like a loving heavenly father would do. Do you remember the parable of the prodigal son? That is a portrait of a loving God. That is the portrait of his patience. When the son returned after wasting his entire inheritance, his father welcomed him with the finest robes and a banquet in his honor. That is a vivid depiction of God's patient love for you and me. Psalms 103 and 8 says, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. Since God is waiting patiently as our loving and good heavenly father, he wants what is best for us. He wants us to choose him and his ways of our own volition, not begrudgingly or by way of force. And so he patiently waits on you and me to turn to him instead of everything and everyone else. The motivation for God to wait on us is rooted in his great love. He is always believing and wanting the best for us. Let me offer you a word of advice. If you are running from God, stop. If you are rebelling against God, stop. If you are angry with God, let it go. Trust that his will and his way is good and believe that he has good things in store for you. He is waiting. You've been listening to the Hopeful Woman with Father Wounds podcast, episode 28, God the Father is Patient. I hope this episode has been an encouragement to you and I want you to know whether your dad is deceased absent, divorced, unavailable, incarcerated, or you don't even know who your father is. Sis, there is hope for you 
Hope to be healed. Hope to be secure. Hope to be free. Completely free. Hope to be satisfied with the love of God. Yes, there is hope for women with father wounds. This episode was episode 28 of the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast. I am your host, Kia Stevens. If you are benefiting from this podcast and think it might help another woman, I encourage you to share it with a friend, rate, comment, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Be sure and check out the links associated with this podcast so you can access several free resources for you. Also, I'm excited to announce that I will be publishing my very first book on March the 7th, 2023. So be sure and subscribe to my blog at www.kiastevens.com so you won't miss any updates. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and I hope you will join me for episode 29. It's sure to be exciting. A summary of knowing God as Father plus affirmation. Hope for Women with Father Wounds is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Hello, I'm Adam Comer. And I'm Ryan Chittister. And we are the host of Life After Addiction Podcast. What we believe is that addiction is not a surprise to God. That's right. We discuss addiction from a biblical worldview and how true freedom comes through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Absolute freedom from addiction. The secular worldview of once an addict, always an addict is just not true. If you or someone you love struggles with addiction, subscribe to Life After Addiction at lifeaudio.com.